Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 The Committee of 13 sat in that room in Grapevine, Texas, and they brought them out. The CFP rankings are here. CJ joined me, WAP Committee group of college football aficionados join us during the season but it's time to bring them out and bring them out the cfp rankings are finally out let's talk about them here on the porch oh we had to start a little later tonight because uh the committee had to wait for kentucky and duke to uh tip off and wait for kansas to beat michigan state so uh Little, little later than normal. I know I was yawning early there, Raider. You kind of woke me up a little bit. And welcome, welcome, Jordan, the radar, in here to the uh, to the committee room tonight, and uh, CJ joining me. So, fellas, let's uh, let's kind of start off and kind of uh, give our initial thoughts here on what we saw uh, with with the rankings. You know, first and foremost, you know, CJ, I kind of want to kind of want to go to you first and and just. Um, you know, give me your initial thoughts on what you saw. Um, I wasn't horribly surprised at the top four. I kind of had a feeling that was coming. Um, you know, as far as sliding, you know, Oregon to three, Ohio State to you know four, uh, Cincinnati to five. Um, not happy with it. Um, I, you know, last week advocated I think Cincinnati needs to be in the top four. I mean, they're nine and zero. Oh, you know. And Ohio State and Oregon, you could make arguments, you know, not real good losses, even though I guess Ohio State's is to Oregon, but whatever. Um, the, but what really kind of shocked me a little was is the Michigan State, Michigan State only goes down four spots. I mean, seemingly they're still in it, despite, you know, a loss to a Purdue team, you know, that I know they're in the rankings now, but eh. and. I, there was one other one. The Baylor loss, you only dropped down one to Baylor, losing to a very average TCU team. That one shocked me a little. I thought they'd hurt. I thought Baylor would be hurt a lot more with that. Raider, please, please come in here and talk about that because you you were at the Baylor game. Um, lend, lend some thoughts there real quick. I think they're a better team than what people realize. They're quick. They're fast. Um, Aranda built something at the moment right up there or down there (laughs) (laughs) up there down there wherever it's somewhere in texas it's it's all relative depending on your on where you're at that's for sure i mean hey they got an opportunity this weekend though baylor too to kind of pop right back in there um into the rankings and and see jack i kind of want to hit on what you were talking about there you know obviously we're advocating for cincinnati you know, a team that I, I'm a little disappointed with where they're at, and I, and I hope they continue to keep moving up, but that's Oklahoma State. What I saw with my own eyes last Saturday in Morgantown, that's a team, man, that I think deserves a good bit of love. Um, and I feel like the committee is kind of uh, not not giving it to them yet, and I, and I kind of am a little disappointed in sort of how the committee is treating Oklahoma State at this particular point in time. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, Especially you know. like Michigan State's seventh, Michigan sixth. Um, 
I mean, Notre Dame. I mean, granted, Oklahoma State doesn't have a truly impressive resume, but, man, based on the eye test, that defense is as tough as any in the nation. Second, yeah, well. Second or third best. Yeah. Who, and who it, would be the two? Who would be the one you'd say? I mean, Georgia, obviously. Yeah, Georgia's one. Uh, yeah, I think it's Georgia. Then they're either two or three. I don't remember. I looked it up earlier. Yeah, I, I would like to see Oklahoma State higher. I mean, personally, I was kind of doing out of top 25 today. I had Oklahoma and I State. I saw it, CJ. Seven. I liked it, buddy. It was pretty good. Yeah, I had Oklahoma State at seven. And and we talked about this last week is, is I just don't feel like this 13-person committee is watching a whole lot of games, so you're not getting the eye test judgments out of things. You know, Oklahoma State defensively can just smother you. Um, you know, offensively, they, they can be conservative. They don't, you know, they've, they've tended really turn back on the mistakes. They don't make a ton of them and they just suffocate you defensively. They do enough offensively to bore you, but then they find a way to win games. And, you know, it was, it's kind of like what the Alabama model was back when Saban first got there. We're going to dominate you on one side of the ball. We're going to be really conservative offensively and we're just going to walk out with wins. And I mean, at this point, it's it's kind of worked that way for him, um, especially this season. So, you know, I mean, we, we kind of talk about that. And, and I sort of want to draw the line of demarcation, right? It's so like, what, where do you kind of draw the line as to a team that still has a chance in this thing? Um, are we drawing it at 11 with Texas A&M? Like, are they the team that is the last team you say has got a chance? Because Wake at 12. And no offense to Wake, love the story with Dave Clawson this year, but there's just no way that team you can give up 58 points to North Carolina and only move down to 12th in the country. I'm sorry, Baylor should be ahead of them, losing a tough game, but playing in a better conference, playing more complimentary football. I think they should be ahead of Wake for sure. Granted, you're you know you're doing apples and oranges, 12 and 13, but I think the line of demarcation would be A&M at 11, right? Yeah, I, I I would have a tough time moving it any further down because um, you know A and M still got some some wins with them. the The hard part is is then it gets into well, you know, resume building wins, and that's the one thing in this whole thing that yep. drives me crazy because it's it's not you know Dan Orlovsky said it the best on the Oklahoma State it, WVU. I cannot believe broadcast. you just said that, CJ, about Dan Orlovsky said it best. But I'll go ahead and let you continue on with the point. Well, his point was is is their job's not to pick the four best resumes. It's to pick the four best teams. And I think sometimes they get caught up in that resume stuff. We talked about it last week. Like they've got teams like Alabama and Oregon and Ohio State placed where they do because of the rest of the top twenty five and they can say, Well, they played this team who's ranked and they gotta win. Like sometimes I think we get a little too caught up on the resumes like this is the NCAA basketball tournament. You can be resumes when it's 65 teams, but when you're talking about four, I want the four best, not the four best resumes. Interesting. What, what, what do you think on that, Raider? So what did he say? I think I was at the, the Baylor game um, when the West Virginia game was going on. Well, Orlowski's point was is the committee is getting wrapped up into this resume thing into picking the four best resumes, not the four best teams, which is what I to me is what I think it should be. I think it should be the four best teams. Forget the resume portion of it. 
give me the four best teams, roll the ball out there and let them go. I agree because it's the resumes could be misleading just because teams in the beginning of the year don't finish as strong as they were in the finish in the beginning of the year. So they fall from the rankings and that would make their resume. um, It wouldn't be as good as it was in the beginning of the year. So how do you know that they would be one of the best teams or the top four teams? Yeah. I I mean, a hundred percent agree with, with both you guys on that. It's like, like CJ, like you were saying, you know, they're trying to and, – and they kind of build narratives right with the rankings. Like, you know, hey, let's let's make sure that Arkansas is now in the top 25 so that the SEC schools get another top 25 win. And let's make sure that, you know, Pitt hangs around in there at 7-2 at and two just in case we can find a way, you know, to, to, to get an ACC squad still in the mix. And or let's, or let's make sure that uh, – Let's make sure that Iowa, Purdue, and Wisconsin are sitting there 18 through 20 just so we can make sure whoever Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan State play, that they get that big and another boost for the resume, maybe knocking Cincinnati out of it or keeping them out of it altogether. They build agendas. They build narratives. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little disheartening and disgusting at times. Like, CJ, I saw how high you had UTSA. I mean, that team's not – I know they're playing great football. But here's the thing. A team like Houston, right? And, and, and don't be wrong. I mean, n- nothing more that makes me happy than to see Dana kind of getting the short end of the stick here. But I mean, I mean, you know, the guy likes slinging around a little bit. I mean, uh, uh, he his team should definitely, definitely be in these rankings right now for for what they've done on the field. They've won games. It's it's a little disheartening for sure. Uh, I, that that team should be in the rankings because Cincinnati deserves that opportunity to get a top 15-ish type win versus this Houston team, which is having a damn good season. Yeah, it is. And, and I, you know, I really kind of went back and forth really where I wanted to put UTSA in my rankings. I mean, I, I you could make the argument I've got them high. I've got them at 14. Um, you know, my thing with them is, is they're undefeated. And to me, you know, you can talk about who they've played, but they opened up the year with a win against Illinois. They've had some close games that they found ways to win. They've blown some people out. To me, that kind of matters, you know, handle the business in front of you where you've got teams like Purdue at six and three is 19. Okay. Well, yeah, you've got two top five wins, but like they beat Iowa, then lay an egg the following week okay well you got up for michigan state so what happens if they go out and lay an egg this week then what like to oh you know, at some point you gotta love, they're gonna get the love right the moment for being the 19th ranked team in the country quote unquote yeah, exactly and that's and i'm sorry like purdue's you know had its moments this year but i mean let's be realistic they're not the 19th best team in the country it's, they're just not no, I don't think there's any question. I mean, Jeff Brom is building building a good thing there, but the 19th ranked team in the country should never be a 20 point dog. I mean, let's just go ahead and call it for what it is. Yeah, uh, I do like Utah being at 24. I feel like they've you know they they getting some love there. I'm okay with them. Um, you know, Kyle Whittingham's kind of gotten that thing turned around a little bit, and they're playing really good football. I I I don't have an issue with them at 24. I would like to see them maybe a little bit higher, but. You know, I'm with you on that, CJ. I mean, they've kind of risen from the ashes there with Cameron rising, risen, rising from the ashes, right? Um, after the Charlie Brewer 
um, you know, former Baylor quarterback transferring out after only three games. It looked like it was a total mess there. That was interesting. Um, and yeah, to see I mean, kind of how Utah's kind of risen back there, man. It's I think that's they should be a little bit higher there. And also, there, I mean, they actually absolutely took uh, Stanford to the woodshed there on Friday night, and Stanford is the team that beat Oregon. So, you know, Oregon's getting a lot of love right now off that Ohio State win early in the season, and they got to keep Oregon up there because they got to keep Ohio State up there, right? I mean, let's be honest about it. Is there a more overranked team in the country in, in anybody else's book than Ohio State? In mine, they're the most overrated team in the country, without question. Raider, I know you're going to try and defend them here in a minute. CJ, I want to hear your rebuttal too here, but are they your most overrated team as well in this in this playoff poll? Um, yeah, I'd say yes, because I had him at six. Um, I just, I don't know if the, and I don't know, I'm not even so sure six is right. I feel like six is still slightly over, overvaluing them. Um, I think what it, it hurts because of the fact that, you know, they haven't really dominated anybody that maybe they shouldn't have like I mean they've had some dominating wins but it's against competition you'd expect it to be um I don't know I'd say for me it's a tie between them and Alabama I think Alabama too is way too high given the fact that they lost to A&M the you know in a game that they probably should have won handily hey give A&M no no it's time out CJ I'm going to totally disagree with that they went to Cowfield Bama maybe isn't as good as what everyone thinks they are this year and AM beat them on the field. Handled easily. I think you got to give AM some love. But Raider, I want to hear what you have to think about Ohio State. And then also, I know you're still pretty high on Bama as well. Uh, I'm always going to be high on Bama. And I think that might just because I'm sort of a Nick, Nick Saban bandwagon. But I don't, I mean, their defense and both offense are still very good. They're about, I think they're top close to top 20 in both. Um, you can say Alabama hasn't played much. They haven't. And they handled Miami pretty heavily in the beginning of the year, which Miami is not much anymore. They went to Gainesville and beat Florida, which Florida is also three, four losses. Um, but Gainesville's nothing short of hard to play. And then, yes, lost to A&M, which now they are the 11th best team in the country. So, I mean, yeah, we don't want to go off the resume. The resume is not very good, but it doesn't matter. They play in the SEC West. It's one of the hardest divisions and conferences. They're always going to be up there. And this is the time of year that even last year, we were saying the same thing in the year year prior, um, that they kind of slow down a little bit. But then when it comes to the playoffs and the they prove why they should be up there. And then when it comes to Ohio State, I they're always overrated. Always. <laughs> I don't I, I just I don't know where you put them. That is the only thing and I believe you're up they have to put Oregon up there to make Ohio State up there. Right. Um, and truthfully I'm I'm with you. I think Oklahoma State should have been a lot higher. Um one because they beat Baylor and Baylor is 13th and I think Baylor beats OU this year or this Saturday I think that will prove that OU is not going to be in the top 10 and A&M will probably jump OU and OU will probably go out of the top 10 next week um, 
Hmm. But either. interesting, Raider. Interesting. Now you feel even with Caleb Williams playing, that Baylor gets gets Oklahoma. Absolutely. Baylor's yeah, coming off. They're coming uh, off of a bad loss. Yeah, but tough, they went tough, into tough. 117th meeting in rivalry. It's back from the 1800s. Hey, are you sure That's you don't have a little? You sure you don't have a little birdie in your ear down there telling telling you, Swiss, whispering some sweet nothings about the Bears there, buddy? No, she's asleep. <laughs> now, I, well, I'm not, actually... not, at the, not at the moment, buddy. I'm just saying in general here. But it, but it is on the Bravos. It is at home for Baylor. I, I get where you're uh, coming oh, from there. Yeah, and Oklahoma's teetered. Like, they've lived on that teeter's edge all year. Um, I, I, I do I do kind of, um, you know, we'll – really get into it in the pick em show, but I am kind of leaning Baylor in that matchup as well. Um, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys both about this as far as Bama is concerned. And Blaine, just so you, they shouldn't have handled, they were a 19-point favorite going into the a game. Even Vegas had that thing not close. doesn't matter, man. Look at what they've done since. And look, let what, me ask, look, let, at, let look me at A&M. This. But let me ask this. Given the committee's love for Alabama – because they did put them in the playoff one year when they didn't even win their own damn division. Is there a way Bama could still lose to Georgia in the SEC title game and find a way in this damn thing? Absolutely not. I don't know. I think that would be – I think it would be the first – I think actually still has a shot. I think they do too, sadly, because of their love. I mean, one year they didn't even win that division in the SEC and still found their way in. Because you got to think Michigan – State are still going to play. They both have one losses. Whoever loses that game is out. Is out. Michigan, well, they, but, but you also Michigan still State. have Ohio State still got to play um, Michigan State as right. well into that equation. And that's going to and that's going to knock another one out. So there's two more. And then you're telling me if Bama loses to number one Georgia and keeps it close, they're going to be a lot higher on Alabama losing to number one overall and keeping it close versus maybe Ohio State keeping it close with Michigan or Michigan State. And, and, and guys, well, I think that's fair, and I think there's the point to be brought there. you got to remember this, too. If Ohio State – so you're saying Ohio State loses in this scenario, correct? And yes. that Michigan loses. So every, so the Big Ten has cannibalized itself. Everyone in the Big Ten has two losses, correct? Yep. And then you're saying Bama has two losses. Now, has Oregon already lost a second game in the Pac-12? Uh, let me see who they – I don't – I mean, Oregon's got Washington State this weekend. I know they, they still have a game them. with Oregon State in the Civil War, um, and they there's there's a sandwich game there in between. Um, Utah, and Utah's tough, right? And then you still got the Pac-12. So you're saying Oregon also gets eliminated, loses the game. I think me and CJ both said this last week. We feel like Oregon eventually loses a game, and they won't versus Washington, but they found a way to win. So yeah, okay. Washington, I'm with you there. Okay, I'm with well, you there. If Oregon loses. That I think that would that has a chance to have two two lost teams in there because you got to think Oklahoma State and OU are for the Big Twelve are more than likely probably going to end up in the conference championship. I know there's still an outlier for Baylor and Iowa, and Iowa State, State, but yep. But I don't. I think Oklahoma and OU still. Will probably be there, and I'm actually believe Oklahoma State will probably win the Big Twelve. That's who I think. So I I agree um, with you, Raider. Although I will say this, does it not kind of feel like 
potentially Oklahoma's finding itself at the right time. And think about this real quick. Oklahoma, the next three games, has a chance to get three big-time wins at Baylor, Iowa State, at Oklahoma State, and then probably one of those three teams, one of those three again in the Big 12 teams in the playoff. Yeah, I just they, yeah, I don't but care I don't like right Oklahoma. They'll be in the playoff. I don't like Oklahoma's chances to to finish out undefeated. Um, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, those are two really good defenses. Caleb Williams hasn't faced anything quite like that yet. And I think those are really going to test them. And like I said, this OU team has teetered all year. I'm just – I don't know how long you can run that Razor's edge and not get cut with it. Now, now, CJ, again, you can talk about the Razor's edge, but let's be honest, since Caleb Williams took over quarterback, it hasn't been Razor's edge, man. They came back and dominated versus Texas. Yeah, they slept walk through Kansas. But look at since then. It hasn't they been that close. Texas Tech. They're a different team. They, they dominate. They are, Texas but Tech. you're also talking about a freshman who is going to see two defenses that are going okay. to that are going to give him a lot of different looks that he hasn't seen. And that's that's what I'm saying. I think that's where maybe it starts to catch up. You know, can he, you know, Gundy with that defense in at Oklahoma State is bring four or five guys, lock them up on the outside. Can he can he make some throws in some tight windows? Can he, he can also can, make plays with his feet, which is something we didn't see Saturday with, with Jared Day, let's be honest. True, but I but Oklahoma State's a very quick sideline to sideline. Now his now granted he's extremely mobile, but like I said, I don't know. I just I feel like I Oklahoma State to me right now feels like the best team in the conference. And I, they're going to find a way, I think, to get Bedlam, and then then it becomes a free for all in the Big Twelve title game. Hey, I, Oklahoma is definitely playing the three probably best defenses coming up in a row in the Big Twelve, other than West Virginia probably being three or four. I'd agree, right? Um, I'd agree. Um, they play Iowa State at home. I think they beat Iowa State at home. That's just they don't they don't lose in Norman. That is just I don't care who the QB is. They just don't lose in Norman ever. They have lost to Iowa State there before, though. They have, yes. Um. Then I think they lose to Oklahoma State at Stillwater. Uh, Stillwater, yes. Boone T. Pickens, my friend. Yep. So I, I actually believe they last they lose last the last three, which is it's entirely possible. Entirely po- Oklahoma is the biggest wild card in this thing. Along with, I think you also got to throw in. It's kind of being another wild card here as well. Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame continues to win and teams keep falling. Would it shock you to see the Irish? Would it shock you to see the Irish being right there on the periphery of being on the playoff? It wouldn't me. And it also would help Cincinnati a ton. Well, Um, it it might help Cincinnati depending on where they go. I mean, the problem with Notre Dame is they don't really have another marquee win sitting out there. Um, Very true, CJ. Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Stanford up. Yeah, but but here's the interesting thing: is we were talking about as as things could change and move and shift, is how does all of that you know affect Cincinnati? Because I just I have this sneaking suspicion that regardless of what goes on, if Cincinnati runs the table, they've still got a very good shot at being on the outside looking in at all of this. Depends on how many teams or two losses. I, 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 I think, don't know if it matters. I think the committee. No, CJ, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that, and I'm going to agree with Raider there. I think that a two-loss team – let's put it this way. A two-loss team has never made the field yet, right? 
And I think Cincinnati, with the win over Notre Dame and, and being as good as they were last year competing with Georgia, the eye test does favor them. Although, granted, the last three weeks they haven't been truly, truly impressive, I think they still get in. Um, I mean – They I will be it, a four, I think. I yeah, think, I'll, I'll, think that's most, the most only other seed they're getting. I think I don't think there'll be a two or a three. Yeah, I think but you're I mean, right on that later. Yeah, but they're going to need a, everybody to pretty much be sitting there at two losses because you got to think about it. Michigan or Michigan State could very easily jump them as far as the committee's concerned. Yeah, they but will then, if they but, Ohio State. but if they lose another game after that, right? That's the thing. Okay. Okay. Okay, but then that brings us back to the conversation we had last week. So if you're a group of five, what the hell do you have to do? Because they've pretty much told you it doesn't matter. See, I, I don't know this, CJ. I mean, let, let's put it this way: they are at number they are at number five right now, right? They did move up a spot, and and, and that's got to you have to take that into consideration. Um, they've at least they've at least made one more leap in this thing, right? They just need one more team to fall, then we see what happens. I think but that's see, only that's fair all to gonna, say. But I think that all depends. If it's Ohio State losing to Michigan or Michigan State, you're going to get leapfrogged. I, like think I can see it. I, yeah, I think I think you're correct. I think you're you correct. Know, but there. that's but that's what I'm saying is is they went out, they've played two Power Five teams, they've beat both of them, one in their own building, and it still doesn't quite seem to be enough because you have an Oregon team above them who lost to a really bad Stanford team, and an Ohio State team that everybody outside of the people in Columbus believes overranked, and the 13 people in that committee room seem to love it too. Yeah, that's kind. Of, yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. It just like it almost kind of feels like they've set Cincinnati up. Like you're on the doorstep, but that step's really, really bigger than what people think it is. So you're just saying it's a Charlie Brown type situation here. That, uh, yeah, it just it has that feeling to me, and I hope to God it's not because I, I that Luke Fickle's team is really good, but I just it I don't know the long I just got this sneaking suspicion that they've set this thing up to cap Cincinnati at five with the way you look at the rest of the, the rankings. Raider, what what do you think there, buddy? I I agree. I think it still depends on how many two lost teams there are, but I I don't see see them getting a higher seed than four. I really don't. I think they would be put up to the test with Georgia. And then Georgia just kind of runs the table against them in one of those games. And it just proves that, hey, you didn't belong here. That type of scenario, unfortunately. Which yeah. Would be fair because, I mean, Georgia's – I've, I've said it all year to me, Georgia's the best team in the country and it's not even close. And that almost seems really unfair to stick Cincinnati in that game. Exactly. Well, I'll say this, though, and, and, I, and, I, don't, and I don't mean to uh... – to be too competitive on, on you guys on this, but I mean, Georgia and Cincinnati lined up last year and played in a, in a, in a, in a classic uh, football game in that Peach Bowl, and it was a good one. And I think Cincinnati would take their swings again. Now, granted, I think Georgia's different this year. I think that's been well documented. I think it's it's fair to say that. But hey, don't don't count them out before they get in the game. All right, fellas, let's 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 no, give I a chance. You know. I, now the now the folks up here in Cincinnati that go to Nippert Stadium, no, they would be clamoring for that matchup to get an opportunity to swing at them again. But this is a much different Georgia team than what they saw, and I sometimes it's almost be careful what you wish for. Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that. But I will say this though too: 
if we're looking down the stretch here and looking at Cincinnati, they do have some opportunities for some wins that are going to look much better than some of the other ones they've had of late, right? I mean, Navy wasn't great. Tulane and Tulsa, those weren't great wins, and they survived. So Friday night, South Florida, not one of those ones. But then the next three games, the SMU game, granted they've lost two straight, but that's a 7-2 and two team. Mordecai throws the ball around a ton. That'll be an interesting game at Nippert on the 20th. Then, CJ, the game you're going to get to probably be going to, going to, you know, down there in Greenville, Dowdy, Fickley Stadium versus the Purple Pirates last weekend of the regular season, that Black Friday showdown. Won't be easy for them, obviously. And then the American, a game versus Dana, if they keep it rolling. I think Cincinnati has a couple wins that are going to at least peel the committee's eyes a little bit and say, hmm, you know, maybe they are deserving of this thing, especially if some teams continue to fall around them. Yeah, and I'm hoping so. And, I mean, I, I know a lot of people look at that Tulsa score and go, oh, well, you survived. Okay, well, that's all well and good. But, I mean, you know, Tulsa is not a horrible team. Um, you know, and, and people at this point are going to take their biggest shots they can at Cincinnati, especially in conference, given how good that they've been. You know, and to me, it's it, – it, you know, I mean – Heck, Alabama had to survive LSU. So, I mean, you're just kind of in that time of year where you're going to have to just survive a few. I mean, style points at this point in the year are going to be extremely hard to come by. To me, it's just, you know, if you win, you win. Like, I I don't hey, really CJ, care how at this point. But the style points, though, buddy, are still available when you beat the right teams and if you beat them in a fashion that's kind of pleasing, right? I mean, well, you look yeah, at, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, it's not like you're gonna put 60 up and hold somebody to 14. Like hey. those those kind of style points may still be out there, but you're getting into the point of the year where injuries are starting to come out. You know, the war of attrition starts to come in. You're gonna have some games where you go, man, how you, you like Alabama's had to survive LSU. Like that game really shouldn't have been as close as it was, but LSU fired up Coach O. They you know having a gumbo. You know, they do some different things like a fake punt. I mean, so you're you're going to have those kind of things. And especially, I, I think, you know, the American would love to see Cincinnati in the playoff. But at the same time, those teams are going, well, if we can ruin their season, then sweet us. Like, those kids are thinking about themselves more than they are the big picture. So, you know, sometimes I think style points get a little overrated. And it's just win, baby, to quote Al Davis. Hey, just win, baby. Um Fellas, let's kind of look and look peer down through the rankings real quick. 25th was Arkansas uh, coming back, getting that win, beating Mississippi State. Good for them. Sucks for Coach Leach that the nerds clusters uh, maybe didn't hand as many of those out as he should have on Halloween weekend. He didn't get the win. Utah 24. We finally get the uh, signing of the Roadrunners. Meet me and, and UTSA at 23. San Diego State at 22. Kenny Pickett and the boys from Spit. Are, uh, and, yes, I said spit uh, at 21, um, eat shit pits. Uh, number 20 is Iowa, 19 Purdue, 18 Wisconsin, 17 Auburn. So you had literally have 19 through 17 are all six and three teams. Then you don't turn your back on the Wolfpack at 16 with NC State. Uh, Ole Miss at 15. Uh, BYU coming in at 14. Raiders, Baylor Bears at 13, followed by Wake, who is still undefeated in the ACC, mind you. Uh, that game with North Carolina was not a conference game last week, so still all the things kind of uh, ahead of them to play for in an undefeated ACC championship season this Saturday with that big showdown um, in Winston-Salem versus versus the Wolfpack. So 
Very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Fellas, I want to talk real quick about the outside shot here of Texas A&M and then kind of talk about the, the last little bit of games and kind of um, give our kind of give our, our final four here, how we see it today, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get out of here. Um, you see A&M here with a chance with a victory over Ole Miss on the road. That'd be a big win. Move them up a good bit, I think, in the rankings. Prairie View, even though they're seven and one, that doesn't count for much. Um, and then LSU, LSU as well. And Coach O's final game down there in Baton Rouge, down there in Death Valley. So some tough games. And if the right situation occurs for AM and Jimbo's boys, if Bama loses a game, then AM skyrockets into that championship game in the SEC. And then you have a chance to beat Georgia. I think they're the team that with two losses has the best chance because if Bama loses that game again with two losses, I think it'd be tough to lose in the SEC championship game and then still make it in. I think A&M with two losses, though, on winning streak there and beating Georgia would be your two-loss team that gets in. What do you all think? Uh, I didn't really think about that till now. I'm hitting that you with something new, Razor. If, if they beat Georgia – that would skyrocket everybody else just because Georgia's been dominant. Georgia's going to probably more than likely win out and still be number one. I agree. Yeah, I, I think it'd be tough to make an argument for anybody else at two losses because um, you're kind of getting also into that point of the year where, you know, some of these eight and one teams, you're getting to that point where I don't know if a loss now leaves you enough time to overcome it, um, especially with the way some of them are sitting in their conference um, scheduling and, and divisions. Um, so, yeah, if, if anybody with the two losses has the opportunity, it's probably A&M unless it's Bama in a SEC title game that's really close with Georgia and the committee finds a way to kind of sneak them back in. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean, fellas, yeah, I say this: Salzada's playing good football, right? Their defense is playing lights out. The what they did to Bo Nix last weekend in Auburn, I thought was pretty special. I feel like they're playing better than Bama is right now, and Bama's got a tough test with Arkansas. Granted, at Brian Denny, and then they got to go down and play in that Iron Bowl at Jordan Hare, and that could get real hairy. Versus the Tigers, man, in Auburn. So I'm not. I'm not saying Bama is going to lose, but I'm not saying they're going to win all these games either. I think there's. A, it's going to get. It's going to get interesting, especially if they don't bring a better effort than what I've seen the last two weeks or the last two games for them, because they did not look great against Tennessee either, fellas. No, they didn't. I mean, of course, they get you know the glorified scrimmage Saturday against New Mexico State. Hey, and uh, CJ, tell the folks real quick about New Mexico State. They have lost what two games to who again? They have lost two games to Hawaii this year. They have played Hawaii taught twice, lost both of them. Like it's Raiders, Raider, we just had to tell you that, man. To some, just something to learn, you know. Always, always trying to help out. So, uh, but I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, you know, and honestly, I can maybe see Bama tripping up against Arkansas. Um, you know, mobile quarterbacks always seem to kind of get you know, saving late in the year. Um, but even if they even if they would survive that, get to the Iron Bowl, you know, things get crazy down there, you know, the kick six and all that. So, you know, Bam Bama's definitely not out of the out of the woods at all. No, not at all. And and, and fellas, I want to say this real quick. Looking looking at it, Bama's not out of the woods. SC championship games obviously always going to be pretty important. 
de facto, I think elimination game and the ACC's best chance to make anything happen is this Saturday for the ACC, right? If Wake Forest has been impressive in the win over NC State, 16 versus 12, can Wake Forest make enough of a move to get into the conversation here, maybe? Or do we still think they're kind of out of it after giving up 58 to North Carolina? You know, I don't know if I'd say they're out of it. Um, I, I think you got to have a statement win this week. That'll help. I, it's tough to say they're out of it because if, if Pitt continues to win, and let's say Pitt wins the Coastal, stays ranked, you're going to have an opportunity for another rank win there, probably against the top 20, top 18 team. They may have a chance to sneak up. It's just they're they're going to need some chaos ahead of them um, to really do that. Like I think you're going to need, you know, like we said, the Big Ten to cannibalize itself. Um, I think you're going to need Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma, and then Oklahoma turn around and beat them. Notre Dame's going to have to trip up somewhere. They're 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 going to need some help, but I think they could find themselves sneaking into a into a New Year's Six. Who? Who and I have to ask this question: Who's in better shape between Cincinnati undefeated or Wake Forest with this one loss to North Carolina? I'd say Cincinnati, just because you know they're sitting there at five, you're undefeated. Um, you don't need as much chaos ahead of you um, to sneak in, whereas Wake Forest would need like global pandemic catastrophes i think to make it dj don't joke about that we've already had it happen buddy <laughs> too soon I, a little bit a little bit with that one um raider what do you think man would you take wake if they run the table or cincinnati undefeated better chance to sneak into a playoff oh cincinnati 100 okay and, and i think by the eye test too they're the more complete team i think they would deserve it more um i would go with them too um so fellas this weekend, though, some really good games, some games that are definitely going to change the the landscape of this rankings coming into next week. You think about it. There are one, two, three, four ranked versus ranked matchups in Oklahoma Baylor, which, Raider, you're going to be there, correct? No, actually won't be going to that one. Won't be going to that one. Well, hey, you, you'll still be down there in Waco and, and wearing your green and gold and rooting for the, the, for the Bears. Sick them. Um, Purdue, Ohio State, obviously a very kind of intriguing matchup there. Texas A&M, you know, kind of on the outside looking in, has to go to the Grove, play the lane train and the Ole Miss Rebs. And then the ACC game we just finished talking about, NC State Wake. I had a couple other ones real quick I thought were interesting too to add into that mix. Notre Dame going to Virginia on a Saturday night, thought that was interesting. Oregon hosting Washington State. That Washington State team has played tough all year. They're a resilient bunch with the whole um, firing of Nick Rolovich for not taking taking the vaccine. They've come back and won some games. They're an interesting squad. Max Borgie's a pretty good running back. Oregon plays tight games, close games. Could just see that one being kind of odd and kind of weird. And then a game that I find to be interesting just because I don't think it's going to change too much of the rankings, but for, the, for that non-group of five, if some stuff happens in squirrely for Cincinnati, is that San Diego State-Nevada game. Uh, the Aztecs versus the Wolf Pack, uh, the Blue Wolf Pack out there in from Reno, uh, and Carson Strong's pretty good. So I found that one to be a pretty interesting game as well, fellas. What are those you guys look at and say has the biggest impact on the playoff push coming up. 
I think I still think Baylor, Oklahoma. I think this will. This tells us how good Oklahoma will be. Mm-hmm. Going to Waco and beating Baylor if they can do it, because Baylor's a very good team, uh, very disciplined. I think they just got into a rival game against TCU and lost, which happens. Yeah, um, happens to a lot of teams. And if they come in here and win, and even do it convincingly or just by three points, I think it's still a good. It's a good resume builder for them. Yeah, absolutely. And probably would be their best win to this point in the season. Yes. Heading into that 10 and 0 mark for sure. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't want to put – you want the four best teams, not resume builders, but they don't look at that. They look at resumes too, unfortunately. Yeah, they, they, they do. They absolutely do. Um, and – and Raider, I want to get one one more quick one here with you. Want a thought on that Purdue Ohio State game? Do you see Purdue giving them a game? Yes, I do because Purdue's beaten two top three teams this year, and it's at Purdue, I believe. Yeah, it is at Purdue. Um, no, 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 no. It's 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 in the shoe. It's in the shoe. Right? Oh, it's in the shoe. Um, yeah, it. Yeah, the game is in the shoe. Purdue though has, I mean, obviously knocked off number two twice now this year, right? Yeah, we're number number two and number three, Iowa, um, and then Michigan State. So they've kind of been a giant killer this year. Could they do okay. it a third time? Could be interesting. It will be interesting. I think the game is very close. I think Ohio State pulls away after halftime, just kind of making adjustments, and then just the players itself will take over. Just speed. Um, Ohio State has a lot of speed in all areas. Purdue is not as fast just because it's Purdue. They're not going to get the fast people. Um, so I think just sheer speed just kind of takes over that game. Yeah. I, and, you know, you're probably right on that, Raider, about about Ohio State just having too much speed on everywhere on the field for Purdue. And Purdue's obviously gotten a couple big wins this year. But I also think something that you got to think about with those big wins for Purdue, right? Both those big wins for Purdue – Versus offenses that might be a little bit more limited at quarterback in Iowa and then Michigan State, but they are riding a lot of momentum. So, you know, but do we see the Purdue team that got beat 30 to 13 against Wisconsin and 20 to 13 versus versus Minnesota? Or do we see that Purdue team that, you know, obviously just put up 40 against the Spartans? CJ, do you think that Purdue has a chance to boiler up and beat the Buckeyes Saturday? I, uh, I'm gonna go with no. Um, I just come off a big emotional win. Um, you're going to the shoe. I just I I I've got my reservations. Um, on this Purdue team, you get the big win against Iowa at Iowa, then you lay an egg against Wisconsin. Yep. The following week, I just I don't know. It, it's they just don't. I don't know if they quite are there enough to 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 rise up again, do it. I love the O'Connell kid at quarterback, though. I mean, the O'Connell to Bell connection. I mean, last week, Bell had 11 catches for 217 yards. I mean, that's tough. I mean, that David Bell kick and play, Aiden O'Connell slinging the rock. Um, I mean, got through for 536 yards and three touchdowns. Now, we knew that Michigan State secondary wasn't great, but they actually did a decent job of slowing down Kenneth Walker. I think Purdue might have the goods to hang around. And if C.J. Stroud and the boys get a little tight or if he makes a couple freshman mistakes, 
who knows what could happen. Fellas, I want to get a parting shot from each of you here real quick. And um, do you have a team that you really want to kind of put on upset alert this weekend? I think you already just mentioned them. I'd say probably Ohio State and Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. CJ, you got another one? Um, What about Michigan? Michigan going to Penn State. Do we? Yes, there, 100%. Even though Penn State offensively struggling, you still kind of like Penn State potentially in Happy Valley Raider to maybe kind of sneak around there and, and, and get a W? Yeah. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is notorious for not doing very well against Penn State and not doing well in Happy Valley either. And for some reason, his teams are either hit or miss. They're either going to be very good that week or they're just going to be average and barely win. And if they're average, I don't think they beat um, Penn State. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's an even pick them game, too, by the way. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I I think Oregon, that's kind of a tricky spot there. Be careful. Um, Washington State's not – you know, a team you can just kind of roll the ball out there. No, on. not at all. Um, that offense is pretty good, and, and they're a resilient kind of tough team, CJ. Like we've talked about numerous times before. I like, I like where your head's at there. Yeah, and then I've got one other one. It's a Thursday night game. Ooh, I'm, I way. love this. Um, if you're Pitt, be careful here. This Carolina team can score a bunch of points. We've seen that before. Now, granted, they you know they've been very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but this is this one feels like kind of a, a sneaky spot if you're Pittsburgh here. I know you're at home, but it's not going to be much of a home crowd advantage. Well, and it I, never is, CJ, and it, and it, and you yeah. heard it just now. AJ, producer AJ, out here on the porch, absolutely loves you picking North Carolina over Pitt. She was full force with it. You heard the bark. <laughs> she was ready to rock too with it. Um, fellas, I do want to take a team here real quick, and and I don't think they win. But watch out, watch out Georgia going to Tennessee. I know they've been the dominant team all year. I know that Georgia's the best team in the country. I know they've played the best. But Herndon Hooker and that ability for them to kind of run the football, um, you know, be a dual-threat quarterback, they can kind of score some points. Josh Hype on that offense is pretty good. Tennessee coming off a big win versus Kentucky. They played some close games the last two versus Bama until the fourth quarter, and then Old Miss, the, the infamous mustard, twisted tea, the craziness game there uh, that took like literally five hours to play. Um, I'm just saying Tennessee could sneak around. I think they'll definitely cover the 20. And if Georgia's not careful, if, if Stetson Bennett doesn't play one of his better games, if they start off slow like they did against Missouri, just watch out for Tennessee. Just saying. Yeah, I guess the question is going to be: Does Tennessee actually get over that, you know, fourteen threshold? Because I say yes, given at, I'll, I, I'll double or nothing that Woodford bet from Conference USA last year on you. What did they get over fourteen points? They'll get over fourteen points. I not against the best team and not best team. Yeah, best you know what? Defense. You want that, You know what? I'll, I'll give you that double or nothing. I'll give you that. They're going to get fourteen. Tennessee will get 14 at Neyland Stadium Saturday. No doubt, fellas. Hey, Raider, I thank you for coming in here, buddy, and being a part of the committee. We uh, look forward to having you again next week. And uh, I think, guys, it's going to be an interesting weekend of college football. I think we'll continue to learn more. And, uh, man, again, we're, we're getting now down to the kind of the point where, you know, there's two regular season weeks left after this week. Um and then conference championships, and then, I mean, 
then we know exactly who's in the field, which it's it's slowly approaching, that's for sure. Or not, I shouldn't say slowly, it's very quickly approaching. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're, we're getting ready to hit the most wonderful time of the year, Capital One Bowl Week. I love it. Bring it on. Ooh, yeah, buddy, you know it. Andy Williams, I can hear it in my ear now because um, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And uh, I, I think the committee of 13 tonight played it safe, kind of just moved people up. Should be interesting to see next weekend because I think there'll be a lot of shakeups coming. Rooting for chaos. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what, I'll be rooting for them bears down there in Waco too. Um, Till next time, y'all, take it easy. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out.